Two years ago, Americans watched in horror as a crisis unfolded at the Kabul airport. There's desperation and anguish. More than 80,000 Afghans have since arrived in America. But this story is still unfolding. I'm Andrea Smartin. In my new podcast, Stranger Becomes Neighbor, we'll find out what happens to these new arrivals in our communities. Who would help our newest neighbors? Follow us at kslpodcast.com, Apple Podcasts, or anywhere else you listen. Utah's best athletes count on flexibility, speed, strength. And the Jazz pick up their 22nd assist. So they count on University of Utah help. Brielle Soleil puts this game away. And so can you. Leading doctors, a world-class environment, award-winning innovation, care to be great. 14 unanswered by the Utes. University of Utah Health, caring for Utah's best and yours. Schedule your appointment now at uofuhealth.org slash care to be great. The Cougars are in crisis. BYU's been outgained tonight, 424 to 388. BYU takes a four-game skid to one of the toughest places to win in the country, Boise State. Lack of execution, and it seemed like third and third and short, fourth and short is our nemesis right now. It's special extended pregame coverage brought to you by UCCU on Utah's legacy home of the Cougars. KSL News Radio. You know the show. What time it is? The Cougar Sports Saturday Top Five: Mitch and Matt clash in a weekly battle of BYU sports knowledge. The Cougar Sports Saturday Top Five. Yeah, this is the Top Five. We've been doing this for several years. If you're a longtime listener, this may be your favorite uh, segment of the program. Uh, Dallin, our producer here, puts together a list. Me and Mitch, with uh, no material, no computers, no cell phones, just off the cuff. We kind of go back and forth and see who can be the winner of the top five. And after all this time, we both have 54 wins apiece. So this one is pivotal, Mitch. And let's bring in our producer, Dallin. Dallin, how's it going, man? It's going good, yeah. Uh, Do you have an announcement for the fans, too? Well, yeah, I was going to say, this is a good timing that we're doing the top five because you guys are tied, and uh, this is going to be my last time doing the top five on Cougar Sports Saturday. Dang. Um, I'm out. Um, I'm headed. Uh, I'll be full-time with the KSL Sports Zone and the promotions uh, on there. So I'm very excited about that. Uh, Obviously going to miss doing the top five here. So we got to get a winner so we can walk away knowing who had the all-time lead. Tied at 54 heading into this week. And I thought it fitting to end these top fives here with a basketball list. Because we are headed into basketball season. You're right. Right? Just had the exhibition game against Ottawa this week. And listen, I think the freshmen are going to be big this year. Youth is big for this BYU basketball team. And so big freshman seasons. We're going to look at the most points scored in a freshman season BYU basketball history. That's the top five today. Most points scored as a freshman for BYU basketball, uh, you know, they got a lot of guys. Dallin Hall, Richie Saunders, Tanner Toulson. Uh, someone's going to have to step up and contribute. Perhaps somebody could find themselves on this list. So that's what we got in store today. Sounds great. Uh, no uh, no questions for me, Mitch. You're good? I'm good. Let's do this thing. All righty. You just got to give me the name, obviously, because we're just talking freshman year, so year doesn't matter. So just give me the name of the player. And, again, we're looking at total points scored during their freshman season. And we will start with Mitch this week. Where do you want to go first? Danny Ainge. Yeah, you got the easy one out of the way. Well done. Uh, Danny Ainge is on the top five, and he is number one on this list. 
He averaged 21.1 points per game as a freshman, 632 points scored that season. That was the 1977-1978 season. And, I mean, Danny Ainge has went on to be one of, the, one of the best, if not the best, BYU basketball player we'd seen. So. And he just listened to this segment and said, Mitch, as a byproduct for you picking me first, I am going to unload you for an asset. I'm going to trade you. <laughs> And ship you off because you should not be playing that well right out of the gate. So Danny has traded me, too. So along yeah. with this being your last day, apparently, if it's up to Danny Ainge, he's going to trade me as well. A protected first-round pick for Mitch, and uh, that's pretty good value for Mitch Harper. So Cash you know. considerations as well. <laughs> Cash considerations. And, uh, maybe a free meal at the chuck Ram. <laughs> All righty, Matt. Uh, <laughs> next guess is yours here. Where do you want to go? Yeah, I want to go with... Um... You know, gosh, there's a few different ways you could go. I, I, I feel like this was his best year and, you know, his only memorable year as a BYU Cougar. Let's go Nick Emery. Ooh, good guess there on Nick Emery, but he's not in the top five. He doesn't actually, well, okay. He does qualify, but he doesn't qualify because the stats were taken away. So he's not on the top five oh my because the stats are oh, in no. the record book. Listen, the stats if are in I the record book. If I lose the freaking top five over this. They're not in the record book, but I'm going to give you the number because the numbers exist. He scored 585 points as a freshman. That would have been second to Danny You're Ainge. freaking kidding me. <laughs> Blame the NCAA committee, Matt. I don't know what to tell you. That was my next pick. Uh, that was good because I remember that San Francisco game where he tore it up on the hilltop and he was outstanding. And like Danny Ainge was inspired by this segment, Nick Emery now has shared an Instagram post, <laughs> angry as well, that Matt has not got on the board. Uh, my next pick will be, let's see here. I am going to go with my guy, shout out Mark Bigelow. All right. What a pull there by Mitch. Mark Bigelow yeah, boy. makes the list. Yes. 1998-1999 season, Mark Bigelow. Averaged 15 points per game, 419 total points. It's good for fourth, but that points per game total is actually good for second on Mung BYU freshman just behind Danny Ainge. Total points fourth, though. Dude was nice, and back then we saw a, a BYU, Arizona, maybe a future Big 12 tilt in the Marriott Center. I think Bigelow, like one of those teammates, what was it, Bart Jepson got knocked out by Eugene Edgerson. But yeah, Bigelow was nice, man. He was silky as a freshman. I really like that guy. I love it. I think we go back to Mitch here for a chance to sweep the top five and earn that pivotal 55th win. You know, I I don't think it's right uh, because he didn't get the volume. I'll go with him. Jimmer Fredette. Yeah, no Jimmer on the top five. In fact, he is not in the top ten. Yeah, because points. Murdoch played in front of him. Ben Murdoch, who you see on the commercials. Yeah, Jimmer was not uh, uh, did not play in front of him <laughs> until that that uh, tournament game against Texas A and M. Yeah, there you go. Okay, Matt, the door is open for you. I need this badly. Uh, he only played one year here. Is it good enough, Sean Bradley? There we go. Oh. Matt on the board with Sean Bradley, 1990-1991 season, 14.8 points per game, 503 points total, second on the list, Sean Bradley. 
Sean was the man. Uh, I, I I wasn't sure if he had enough points, but obviously he did. I, did you watch that uh, special that he did on KSL about a month? Was it a month ago, Mitch? Did you watch that? I did. Yeah, that was. I mean, it was heartbreaking. But man, it's just a, such a good dude. Uh, you know, I, I saw him at the BOU Vegas game in the wheelchair again. It's sad to see him in that state, but he'll always be a BYU legend. And you know, his story is remarkable. I, I don't think I fully understood just how incredible it was, where he came from, how he grew up, having the impact he did at BYU, and then going on to the pros. Sean Bra- uh, Bradley's the man. Yeah, absolutely. All right. Uh, we are 2-1 in the top five. And again, we're looking at the most points scored during their freshman season. Hey, wait a minute. BYU basketball. Oh, we Back go- to me? We go back to Matt I think here. I stole from you. He did. Yeah, you, you did steal from Matt. So we're two one. I'm going to read the names we have so far: Danny Ainge, Sean Bradley, <laughs> and Mark Bigelow. We're looking for two more names. Most points scored during the freshman season. Are we looking for? Please, I need this. <laughs> Are we looking for Devin Durant? <clears throat> no, Devin Durant. That is a tough one. He is tenth. He is 10th all-time, uh, 370 points scored in his freshman year, 1978-1979, but he will not crack the top five. I think I've got it. Eric Mika. No Eric oh, Mika as well. Wow. Another good guess. He is ninth on the list in the top 10, but not the top five. Wow. Okay. Well, you've inspired me with a big man. I'll go from one big man to another big man. Trent Playstead. Oh, good guess, but that not on there as well. Playstead eighth. You guys are making your way up, though. This is the good news. We're going in the right direction, so eventually we'll get we'll get one. Another one of my guys. I went golfing with him before, and he saw my horrific golf swing. He it was so bad, it was really terrible. And I, I apologize to this man for having to see it in person. Uh, McKelly Wesley. There we go. Yeah, boy. McKelly Wesley. Mitch wins it with the name I thought we were going to be waiting on for a while. Honestly, I thought this would be the one one of those lingering. Oh, we're no. not going to get it. But... Not McKelly Wesley, my friend. <laughs> that man brought BYU from the ground up and got him back to the in-state tournament with the square shorts, the cougar on the backside, <laughs> those nasty tan jerseys. But McKelly Wesley, he was a dog, and he was a, he was a good player at BYU, and I remember he had that sophomore slump a little bit, but uh, heck of a career at BYU and navigated tough times and got BYU back to the NCAA tournament with Coach Cleve and Terrell Leday. That was a and Trent Whiting, the the husband to Amber Whiting. That was a great BYU team in 2001, and it was a BYU. It was a Big 12 game in the NCAA tournament. BYU Cincinnati. I can just go off about this 2001 team like it was yesterday. <laughs> I'm ready to go. Let's let's fire it up. Shout out McKelly Wesley. Yeah, it's awesome. 13.5 points per game that freshman season for McKelly Wesley. He's fifth on the top five. The name we were missing. T.J. Haas, number three. Wow, the recent one? Yes, number three all time. Jeez. 470 points, 13.8 points per game for him in 16-17. Nick Emery, we don't like your Instagram posts, but uh, I'm with you that you got robbed. Your stat should be in the Hall of Fame. Or it's not the Hall of Fame, just in the record book, and I should have gotten that. That would have changed the landscape of the game. I ticked. <laughs> it's true when you think about like, Nick Emery's uh, sanctioned or the removed stats, it's it wouldn't even be an issue now in, in, in NIL. Yeah. It would just be framed as name, image, and likeness. He he got wrongfully done, and him and him and Coach Rose, and I can see why he's upset. And and uh, but yeah, I had to take that win. 
The down graph era comes to a close with me on top. What a comeback. I was, you know, when I came to this show and down was the producer and Matt was here, Cleon Wall, Alex Curie, they said, you have no chance. Matt is just a, a beast in that top five. He takes it way too serious. And I then had my Tim Tebow speech and said, I will never let you down again. Where the battles will continue, Matt, but uh, had to get this one. Congratulations, Mitch. We got to take a break here. Uh, we'll get back to football on the other side. Extended pregame coverage. Micah Harper, starting safety, will get his thoughts. I'm Dave Cauley, investigative journalist and host of the podcast, Cold. Don't miss Cold's new season three, where I look into the unsolved disappearance of Cherie Warren, a woman last seen leaving her job at a Salt Lake City office in 1985. Police cast suspicion on Cherie's estranged husband and boyfriend, but never made any arrests or recovered Cherie's remains. Find Cold Season 3, The Search for Cherie, anywhere you get your podcasts.